Amazing. Excuse me. Excuse me. No tiramisu for cats. Thank you. Um. No tiramisu for cats. Cats do not eat tiramisu. My coworker today is calling it tiramisu, and I. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's wrong. I, mean, I was I trying really hard not to laugh. Um, it just—it sounded really funny to me. Tiramisu. I don't know if there's like... a right way. I there there for sure is a right way. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way, but well, I'm not Italian. But... Tiramisu just didn't sound right, and I was was kind of giggling to myself all day. That is funny though. Yeah. Dad, welcome to Daft and Disorderly. I'm me. We are disorderly. Um, I'm Michaela. We're going to try to introduce ourselves, but we haven't been doing that every time. Do we have to do that every time? I don't know. I don't think our voices sound alike. Oh, I I have been told that they do. Um, I feel like in person <laughs> they do, but I feel like on this they maybe don't, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I do not remember who it was, but somebody told me that they do sound pretty similar. Um, I feel like it also depends on like what mood we're in. Like if we're in the same kind of mood or not. Yeah. If our moons, if our mood, moons and moods align. <laughs> something, something fucky is going on with the moons. Cause what time? Are you, what time are you born? Everybody is going through it. Um, seven a.m. Not like on the dot, mm. but like seven. I don't know what that means. Our um, like our um charts are probably like fairly similar. Which like I I would be yeah. very curious to see like what is different because we're bo- both Aquarius. We're both born in the morning, yep. but I guess it's, you know, it's a different day, so, like, that changes yeah. things and stuff, but, a different year, obviously, but. Well, also, apparently, your, like, moons or whatever also have a lot to do with, um, your behavior and stuff, uh-huh. because, like, your moon apparently is, like, what, also, I'm probably completely misunderstanding this, um, I... I'm not an what astrology bitch. What the fuck is he it's eating? It's like a cracker. Okay, that's fine. Um, not a not an astrology bitch, but also know a lot of them. Um, <laughs> my brother is the, like an astrology bitch, but like an actual one, like that one that actually so, knows shit. That is so funny. It, like legit knows shit. Like that he's gone through my whole me. chart the whole thing and okay, like he explained well, it to me but like i just i can't remember all of it but um we should have him on a podcast to talk about astrology and i'm so in and do, do our charts i don't know if he would be in we can ask him but we should do my... <laughs> um, yeah he'd probably be like uh he'd be like i don't want to be on I, he's supposed I to not want to be recorded this, but <laughs> i think yeah he'd be like a i don't know if he'd want to be recorded and b i think he'd be like i don't want to explain this stuff to like dumb bitches <laughs> or whatever but okay well not sorry to us. i mean bitch. like sorry i was gonna say to our listeners but we have very few and maybe i should insult them um, but um also yeah, to us just, maybe just insult me it's fine. um <laughs> but um yeah i think i'm aquarius sun capricorn moon and then Aqu- aquarius rising it's like i have yeah. like two of the same one what i was trying to get at is apparently like when the moons and planets and stuff are like aligning in different ways your moon and like sun or whatever is what is like more prevalent at different times of the year so mm-hmm. like that's why it's apparently important to like know those two um yeah I'm really offending a lot of people between the taylor swift comment and the <laughs> misrepresentation of all things astrology but um, supposedly like your sun is like 
Sorry, I'm just basically you're. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna get this wrong, but I think your sun is like that's the one that you'll talk about, right? Your like main sun. And then your moon is like the one that is what you you appear like to other people. You have your sign, and then your sun, and then your moon. Your sun and your sign are the same. No, I think so. Okay, it's gonna be really loud. And then your rise. Oh no, I just. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I'm. You're rising. Um. Do you have an interesting? Fun fact, TikTok, are you currently binging anything? I'm currently binging <laughs> the Akatar series of books. I was, I think I talked about Fourth Wing on my last, on the last podcast. And, um, well, they're both slow burns, but they do the romantic parts in this one are not as prevalent, I feel like, mm. as Fourth Wing. But I don't know yet because I'm on the second book. Like, they have sex scenes in the first book, but there's like two. And they're not as graphic, maybe? How long is the book? I don't know. The first, well, the first one was just like for 14 hours of, like, you of know, audio. Two sex scenes for a 100-page book, kind of a lot. Two sex scenes for a 500-page book, not very many. I don't know because I don't know how many pages there are because I'm listening to it instead. Oh, I see. Yeah, we'll see. There's been no sex scenes so far in the second one, but there has been, like, um sensual moments, moments? Mm. that makes sense but i'm like no it does as i got here there was a moment and i was like is, is this is it gonna happen and I, I mean i'm not gonna miss it because obviously it's not gonna play while i'm gone but i was like <laughs> is it gonna happen so i'll let you know when i get home if something has happened between when i leave <laughs> your yeah. house and when i get home. get home yeah there's a moment happening but we'll see i don't want to i don't want to give anything away i I am a little salty that the internet, if I want to look up anything about the first book, I couldn't, I didn't know how to spell some of the people's names when I was listening to on the audiobook. I, I did pretty good, I think, avoiding spoilers, considering that it was like, even on all the fourth wing pages, people talk about Akatar. So I, yeah, so I tried to avoid it, but hopefully I'll just finish reading it and then, you know, whatever, we'll see. Anyway, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm not even binging a show. I'm just cool. <laughs> binging a book, <laughs> an audiobook. I mean, that's a bingeable thing for sure. What are um are you binging anything currently? Um, I've been listening to a lot of new music lately and kind of binging albums. I don't know if you can really call that binging. Um, but I recently listened to Troy Sivan's new album. Um, I listened to Madison Beer's new album. There's a third new album that I also listened to, and I can't think of what it was. Um, but yeah, I've done that. JJ, I guess I my be in the podcast. It's not a fact, like, but it's like a music thing that's exciting. Is that Noah Khan has been hinting at? Well, not hinting. Yes, hinting. Noah Khan dropped like some sound bites and a TikTok of. A new version of his song Northern Attitude mm-hmm. with Hozier in it, mm-hmm. which he and Hozier have performed together live, and I've seen those videos. Um, would have killed to see that in person, but the fact that they like have a recording together, and also like when you listen to it, oh, it sounds so good. And he literally only released like an eight second TikTok. Oh my god. <laughs> I just am like, oh, 
I'm so excited. And the comments are blowing up. You know, people are like, right. This is going to be like, crazy. <laughs> literally, hold on. One of the comments, because I just saw this video before we started. Um, One of the comments was <laughs> Northern Attitude OG version is dead to me when this drops. And he oh liked the comment. <laughs> LOL. I really like just liked his personality like at um, Moon River in general. He's he seems so like funny. a cool person. Um, It's also just wild to... And I don't want to say this and like sound like a pretentious bitch, but Hello. it's so wild to see someone that you knew when not a lot of other people knew them and when they were really small, but still making like really cool, really meaningful and like full of talent music. But like to see them kind of getting like the recognition that you've like always thought that they deserved from like when you started listening to them is just like this very interesting dichotomy to me because I feel like there's kind of a tent because I feel like this has happened with me and a few artists and I know that this has definitely happened to like some of my friends that have very like niche mu- niche niche music I think taste. it's both right niche n- niche, niche is the same niche. thing I've heard it both ways I've heard it both ways too um but like it's it's cool but then also like to some degree it's just kind of annoying <laughs> Um, of just like it is so cool that he has twenty million Spotify monthly listeners. That's insane to fathom, and I'm sure it's insane yeah. for him to fathom. Um, but it is like there is something interesting when people are like, "Oh my God, this new up and coming artist!" And it's like not up and coming. He's been making. Talking, they're talking about Hosher or no, 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 Noah Khan. Noah Khan. He's like, been making. He's been making music. Incredible music right since while. 2017. Excuse me, sir. Um. <laughs> And, like, that's not, sure, that's relatively new in the whole scope of music. But, like, he's been making music since 2017. He has a very successful, like, album that came out in 2019. Did it, like, break the internet? No. But, like, will it make you cry? Yes. (laughs) So, it's just, like, really interesting to see him, like, having his moment. Yeah. Um, It's really interesting, too, though, because I feel like people that are listening to him now that didn't really listen to him before also haven't gone back and listened to his new or his older stuff which really isn't even super old um you know but is like pre-stick season and they're just like oh i've like never listened to his other stuff and i'm just like that's i don't really get why people do that like with artists in general though like (laughs) yeah i don't either because like if you're just listening to some of their stuff okay whatever but like if you start really getting into an artist i feel like like my natural inclination is to to listen to their old stuff right right to be like oh when they put how long have they been making music when they put their first album out what does that sound like is it the same genre you know like at least chunks of it like i'm not gonna sit here and lie like we know that i love jack harlow have i listened to every single one of his songs no but he also has like a fucking jillion and yeah. i know all of them are not on spotify like right when we went to his concert and like he was doing throwbacks i knew a chunk of them and then there was like one or two that i was like i don't like maybe i've heard this but i also might not have or like if i have i just like don't know it very well mm-hmm. so he was like oh the ogs and i was like shit that's not me <laughs> like i feel guilty now like <laughs> this is not me because but he's also been making stuff for a long fucking time yeah and i do think like on like, there's some artists that, like, don't have their oldest albums, like, on Spotify or whatever. Like, you have to go well, there YouTube or whatever. Yes. a lot of them don't start on Spotify. Right, right. You got to go back to their SoundCloud. got to go to their SoundCloud. Yikes. Anyway. Dark. Dark, dark times. <laughs> dark times. Dark, dark corner of the internet. Right. <laughs> dark corner of the internet, for sure. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like it. It just yeah. funny. I, like SoundCloud at least was helpful when like it compared to like people used to pass out like CDs and like then there was I think a period of time when it was like, okay, well, uh, I guess I'm still gonna pass out CDs because like how else do I get people to listen to my music if I'm not gonna be on Spotify? I don't know like what it takes to get on Spotify. Like we're on Spotify with this podcast, but like that was yeah, there was think, no parameters for that. Like they yeah, were like, yeah, I think go ahead. Spotify so I don't was know. a lot bigger than it used to be. Right. Also, like before Spotify was big, like what else? You know, like other than iTunes, like I don't know. We gotta put your stuff on um, LimeWire. Oh my god! If you don't know what LimeWire is, you're probably too young to listen to this podcast. You're not too young to listen to this podcast. <laughs> don't don't listen to her. We're talking in two episodes about age gaps, and she's being ageist right now. So if you don't know what, if okay, if you don't know what LimeWire is, then you're here for Michaela and not for me. <laughs> I'll just say that. Then you're no. really gonna, then you're really gonna enjoy our um, age gap episode in a or what, what what do you call it generation gap. If you don't know what it is, you just maybe won't be able to relate to some of our references, <laughs> and that is okay. <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> Okay, today we're talking about sad. Oh, go for it. No, go ahead. Today we're talking about being sad. (laughs) Now that we're... We're talking about capital S-A-D, a.k.a. seasonal affective disorder. But also, just generally, yes, we're talking (laughs) about being sad. But also, disclaimer, we're not saying that being sad is the same as being depressed. They are different. They are completely different. Our disclaimer here... Although we come with some mental health knowledge and both have bachelor level psychology degrees, we are not certified mental health professionals, nor should any of our discussion be taken as professional advice. Please seek mental health care and get your own information and talk to professionals. Thank you. Anyway. So interesting, though. This is not to combat your disclaimer, but I think it's funny how we just assume we being the general we the big we the big we um that like <laughs> all mental health professionals are quote-unquote created equal um not at all there are some shit mental health professionals um just like there are shit doctors and nurses yeah there's shit everything, everything but yeah we just i think like i don't know it's weird to me that like the general discourse is like go to therapy and it's like um some therapists are shit <laughs> Yeah, and it's like hard to find a good one. Yeah, I also think there's like people don't understand that there's like different types of therapy. Like that can yeah. be a really big, um, like I, in my one of the classes I took in undergrad was theories of psychotherapy, and it was basically like how to be a therapist class, right? And we talked about like different um, approaches, not just like you know cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy, which is like the one of the most common ones now, um, but also just like the approach of a therapist like and there was definitely like chunks of people in our class that were like more like oh we want to be as empathetic as understanding as possible which I'm totally about but I also want someone to call me out on my bullshit and that's like my preference for a therapist whereas like there was a good half the people in the class were like I would not want that out of my therapist so some of it's like it's so interesting just being in there that like it's all people that are you know have my level or whatever of knowledge about psych like about psychology at that point that had like such different like preferences and or like thoughts about like how therapy should be even if you're talking about like the same like kinds of therapy if that makes sense so even if you have a good therapist it can also not be what works for you 
Yeah, that's yeah. also true. But you could also have a, just have a shit therapist. Yeah, but there's also other things other than therapy. There are other tools. Yeah, so there are. Which is also that. not talked about very much. But um, So to jump, I guess, backwards, but um, to provide for anyone that doesn't know or just like wants a refresher or a to also give a more professional and concise summary um seasonal affective disorder is classified as a major depressive disorder um with seasonal pattern that's like the clinical diagnostic of it which is like kind of neither here (laughs) here nor there for what we're talking about but um that's like how it's classified in the dsm-5 for anybody that's a nerd and wants to know i wanted to know i was like yeah I appreciated that it was on the website. Um, this is also from the American Psychiatric Association. So, gotcha. If you're not American or you don't agree with American psychology, then, then maybe look look it up and see if it's yeah I don't know in your um yeah I was gonna compare it to the National Institute of Mental Health, but then I just have had a shit week, so I didn't have time to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> so, anyways, it is um or it can be linked to a chemical imbalance prompted by shorter days and less daylight. Um, generally speaking, the difficult months for people with seasonal affective disorder tend to be January and February, but, um, while it is significantly less common, it is not unheard of for some people's, like, period of, um, like, more significant sad to be during the summer, um, rather than the winter. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's mostly characterized by behavior changes, specifically behavior changes with, um, or changes in sleep, appetite, and activity, both, like, physical and also just, like, ability to, like, perform daily function activities kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a little... Sad. Sad boy hours. Brief overview. Yep, sad boy hours. Sad. Why I always think of that. It's interesting though, because on this page, and I didn't write this down in our like note or whatever, but um, you know, of course, like it suggests like a lot of the typical treatments of like talk therapy and medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, those 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 are the typical. Yeah, those are the two. Yeah. Um, but it says that one treatment that is also like proposed is light therapy. Yeah. Um, which involves sitting in front of a light therapy box, which emits a very bright light. Um, and usually you do that for like 20 minutes or more per day. But also I feel like that is like probably needs to be asterisks with like per when you have access to it because. Yeah. I don't, I don't know like how you get them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like it, like like yeah. therapy boxes slash like light therapy is recommended a lot for people like in Alaska or like other places where like there's chunks there's of the year of where sun, there's like, not at all fucking light <laughs> yeah um or like not a lot of it um but yeah I mean if you live in a place that does have sunlight you could also like go outside and sit like just literally sunbathe mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know that sounds silly sometimes but like that's our <laughs> go for a mental health walk <laughs> um. I know that sounds so silly to people sometimes, but, like, uh, you know, like, we get vitamin D from the sun. Like, you get it from some foods and stuff, too. But also, I think, like, it's so wild. Like, we so underestimate how things affect us, like, in the environment. 
Um, so even thinking back to our little um, uh, astrology moment earlier, like I'm not saying I'm a super astrology gal. I, I don't. I also don't doubt that some of that shit is real though, because like the you're yeah. telling me that the moon can control the waves, can control like how. Like controls the tide and right, it doesn't but affect the our idea, bodies. Right, the, the that's idea fucking that wild. Us and how we act and behave is like wild to some people, and like that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to like sit there and be like, okay, every time every person that's born at this time is gonna have this personality, blah 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 blah. But like right. to say it doesn't affect us at all is just like kind of wild to me. Yeah, it's like kind. That's kind of baseless. <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. uh, <laughs> I'm like, what mm-hmm. makes you think that? Because mm-hmm. there are lots of things that should make you think the opposite exactly so yeah so go outside get some vitamin d or get some light therapy which especially if you're not in a place that you know you can just like walk outside light therapy box on amazon right there gotta be things or if you're like you know you work from like nine to five and that's like where most the fucking sunlight is like obviously you can't just i mean maybe on your work break go see if you can get yourself a little i'm like closing my eyes get yourself some little sun you know that's what my mom does she takes on her lunch break she mostly does this in the spring and the summer. I don't think she does it as much in the winter, but um, actually I think she does do it some in the winter because it gets so dark by the time uh-huh. she's home. But she will take just like a little like two laps around the parking lot, either before or after she eats lunch, just to get her like yep. blood flowing and also to just like go outside. Yeah. Touch grass. <laughs> Touch fucking grass. And not in the insulting way. Oh you can God. use touch grass as an insult or as I a love when touch mental grass health tool. <laughs> a mental health and betterment tool. Both apply. I love when people are like, you dumbass, go touch grass. I love that. It's, I mean, it's such a it's so good funny. insult. Like It is. It's it's literally just like, get your shit together. Look it's, at him. Oh saying, my God, he looked so cool for a second there. It's saying so many things. Which just two is uh, Michaela's cat. For those Three of you words. that either didn't listen to a previous episode or like, we haven't i think the first time we said we didn't say his name but we said it was named after jean jacques Rousseau. but yeah. regardless it for if you're first talking to a third social... person it's it's a cat yeah and I'll, his name is jj i'll create some social meets content with jj in it eventually if you um saw the the one of me reacting to the oh yes he he does make a cameo he makes a cameo with the conjuring yeah. <laughs> and scares the shit out of me yeah. I do have another, like, random snippet of good news just because we're talking about it. Um, I did start watching New Girl, so you can Ugh! maybe stop giving me shit about it. Finally! I, um, started watching some episodes of it at, um, I've Lisa been trying House. to get her to watch New Girl since we met. We met two years ago. And I, when I say trying, I bring it up at least four to five times a month, if not more. And it's usually in a, like fuck you <laughs> it's it's usually it's no what it way. usually is is that there is like a reference like somebody says something something pops into my head from new girl and i go to say it out loud and then i realize that nobody in the room will understand it because nobody's fucking seen new girl and it's very offensive to me it is very much in a fuck you type of way but yeah. i'm glad that you're watching it now yes i'm i'm like i am binging these books right now so i'm not actively watching it all the time but like it's, it's also one it of started. those it has started and we started of, from episode one so okay yeah it's one of those sitcoms where, like, season one is, like, <sighs> season one is actually really pretty good of New Girl. It just gets so much better. Um, yeah. Season two and three are kind of the sweet spot, though. So, like, you don't have to wait a long time for it to get, like, 
really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I've started it, so okay. you can stop giving me shit soon. We'll see. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm Jess. Unless you hate it, then we might have to stop podcasting. Oh, God. But it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it so far, so. Okay. I mean, I think if I like the first couple episodes, then I think... I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a finish a show kind of gal, usually. I'm, there's a like one or two shows. A com- I am a completionist. <laughs> I don't, there's like one or two shows. I can't even remember what they are that I haven't, I haven't finished Riverdale, but it's still ongoing. <laughs> or it was. Was. Um, R.I.P. Not. Yeah, I think know. it just ended, maybe. Yeah, it also, it got, it just turned. I know. Turned to shit. And it's hard for me to admit, because I did like it at certain points, and I'm, you know, I, I'm like, I'm critical of movies and shows, but I'm also like a pretty easy to please kind of gal. If I don't like a show, it's trash. No, I'm also, sorry, but also to if be, I don't like it, that means it's trash. Yeah. I think Riverdale, honestly, is one where like, I don't, I have never, I haven't met anybody that's on the other side of the argument. Like universally, everyone that I know that has watched Riverdale, which is quite a few people, mm-hmm. All hate it. They all stopped watching it like around the same season. They were like, it got so bad, and I'm like, yeah. I lasted a little bit longer than some other people that I know, and I was like, no, like, it's still good. It just got weird, but like, because they were trying to do like weird, creepy shit, which like the I last... get, but then it was just like, guys, they like, just... <sighs> what? What was like the last thing you watched about Riverdale? Um, how did we even get here? How? Why are we? I don't know. About sad um <laughs> it is sad sad boy hours riverdale sad boy hours um it was they're like in riverdale the, they like already graduated they came back after college blah 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 oh that's further than i got oh yeah the last thing that i saw was the season where they had the 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 antler thing yep that's and, where it's uh, getting mm. and they can they connected it back to all of their parents playing yeah. with or re- reading the book and playing yeah. the game or whatever and it was just weird and then i think i like it went off of the streaming service i had or i stopped having yeah. my streaming service in college and i was just like yeah fuck that yeah that's where it started getting really fucking weird and I also now just realized there like was so much better aliens, TV that kind I of. could have been watching. What? Yeah. Now they're, like, exploring whether there's, like, aliens, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Back to sad boy hours. Yeah. Can you tell that we're sad? <laughs> I feel like this is more of just, like, a chaotic episode with a little, um. Sad boy hours? With a little, um side boob about <laughs> seasonal affective disorder i don't know i also feel like for people to two people that don't really have sad and kind of just have depression <laughs> depression, just depression. Like, just like, i do think that like i don't know that mine gets worse during like i feel like around this time of the year is when people that i know generally like that either have depression or feel like they get seasonal depression like seasonal depression you know is just like the layman's term i guess or whatever for you know um for sad for sad boy guys but um i do think it is like part like partially because there's less sunlight obviously um and then i think like i i know some like some people get really excited for like christmas or like holiday season in general whatever whatever but i think it also puts a lot of pressure on people like to go see their families and like especially if you and your 
family that you're like don't live around or whatever like don't see eye to eye on things like there can be a lot that goes into that as well um yeah also i think like with there being less daylight like aside from the fact that you have less like sun um in general i think it's also like you know in most places it gets colder so then like the activities you can do in your free time like might change for a lot of people and i think like that is also a big thing especially like in the south where like i feel like so much of a lot of people's daily time activity fun leisure is like going outside whether that be in the format of like hiking or going to a concert or like going to a park you know yeah yeah it's it's like harder for people to like get that outside time um plus i think like i mean it's a great time to like watch movies and like hang out and whatever and be in your room or whatever but um yeah i think there's like a lot of pressure that comes with the holidays and stuff for people on top of the like less outside less sunlight all that kind of stuff yeah um so it's interesting to me that you're saying that it's like mostly January, February, but I guess like that's when there's the least amount of light for most places. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense as far as like a like purely light standpoint. Yeah. Plus, I think like there is like good hype around the holidays that like maybe prevents some of that from like kicking in in November and December. That like if you like the holidays and you're like excited for celebrating with people or like there is like a lot of like you know joyous pop music that's already playing at anthropology where i work like today um yeah including the justin bieber um song um the justin bieber song the justin bieber um you know he has like the whole album oh the whole christmas album oh mistletoe yes i I thought you were talking about okay um another side boob Sizza better watch out because people are singing her songs a lot better than she is. I said it. I said it. I, I love, love her. I love SZA. I would die for SZA. No, I wouldn't. I might. <laughs> I love SZA, but I've seen, seen, I've heard two people in the last week sing Snooze significantly better than she does. And I'm just like, mm, girl, girl. I don't know if you sent me this. You sent me one that was. Well, she released an acoustic version with Justin Bieber. And, like, say what you want and feel how you feel about Justin Bieber. He can sing that song real good. (laughs) We were just saying earlier when we were at work. We were like, I miss, I said, I miss this Justin Bieber when he was was mistletoe playing. Oh, boy. I I don't. Do you miss everybody you know having that little side swoop haircut? I don't wish they had it now, (laughs) but I liked it at the time. I guess so. Isn't that, like, when he, like, had Pet Monkey and shit? I don't know. I'm assuming that would have been after, yeah, I the guess dark, the, start, but the dark days. The dark days. Oh I don't God. know. I don't know the timeline of, of Justin Bieber's. Justin Bieber's like two years older than me. Fame. And, um, yeah, I mean, when I was a kid and he, like, was coming out, I was like, yeah, I loved I, am so I loved him and his swoopy hair. And then Robert had swoopy hair when I met him. He does not anymore. I think he can't let it go, like if it's doing touching his fucking ears now he's like freaking out and i'm like do you remember what your hair looked like when i met you i'm confused no he's blocked it out of his memory he clearly has <laughs> that, was like, a, he that was a that was a different person you didn't. He had the swoosh <laughs> when we met in college no i know i've seen the pictures wild yeah he also wore that a puka wild. shell necklace 
and I this is the person I chose I love him I really do but puka shells and the long hair it sounds cringy now that's because it is but it was just the time Everybody was cringy. Yeah, the puka shells were already out. We by were far we by were all then, cringy and just yeah, thought true. that we were cool. Yeah, and he likes middle school too. Psychopath, psychopath <laughs> behavior. I will never forgive him. I we won't we will just never be able to level on that. No, I just won't. No, no. I don't. E- I will never talk to him about it. Mm-mm. We're just not going to agree. That's fine. Okay, what we're back. That? We're back. Um, I think for me, season changes are really hard, but I also just, change is kind of hard for me. I also, I like change. I don't dislike change. Change is hard for me to adjust to. Um, but like season changes, like when Mm -hmm. I, I, it happened to me this week where like, not when the days start getting shorter, but when I have the realization that they have gotten shorter, um, which is usually just, like, a combination of the right things, which, like, for me this week was, like, I got home from work, and it was already dark. Yeah. Um, which, and, like, I got home a little later than I usually do, but, like, still the fact that it was, like, 6.30 and not, like, the sun wasn't setting, mm-hmm. like, freaked me out. Like, and now it being 9.15, and it's, like, actually pitch-fucking black outside. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, dark. Like, it's pitch-fucking black. Yeah. Which I also feel like, like, is kind of misleading (laughs) with the fact that, like, you know, last weekend it was, like, 76 degrees Mm -hmm. and, like, sunny and now it's, like, cold and dark and it's not that cold, but. Yeah, it, like, I think people are, like, oh, shit, it's actually, like, turning into winter now because it's actually, like, getting fucking cold. I mean, I So that to say, I was also surprised by, like, the January, February thing, but then I think Mm -hmm. if. If that is purely being drawn from just when it's light, light. out. And mm-hmm. I think also January is hard for a lot of people because whether you like the holiday season or not, whether you really celebrate them or not, it definitely it's it's a very stark mm-hmm. change when you you kind of instantaneously go from having a lot of things going on and a lot of busyness and a lot of events and stuff to absolutely nothing right um there's like not nothing happens in january for anybody <laughs> yeah um, i think like once it comes to january it's like um really just like people doing their new year's resolutions or something sometimes like whatever yeah. and like that might also be kind of like i don't know if that's i gyms in january people, are so funny to me oh yeah gyms in january are like packed and aside yeah no i when i was my freshman year of college when i was going to the gym religiously like five to six days a week um we don't need to talk about whether or not that was a healthy thing for me to do um (laughs) i remember me and my friend would always meet and we would go in the morning before classes and i remember we went in january and our our little college gym that had like eight treadmills which at any given time we're never really like full at the times we went we literally couldn't find a single machine not a treadmill not a bike not a row machine literally nothing and we were just like well guess we're not using this gym for all of january yeah like i feel like at the beginning of each semester it was like that like um that's cool i mean some of that i think is like it's like it's basically like your new year's resolution but every semester like people would 
right like, oh i'm gonna work out this semester yeah. or like whatever and then it's also before like your classwork and your coursework exactly gets that too and you're like okay have other things out. going on yeah right but um yeah so i mean if that's what be- gets people from not like having seasonal affective disorder though like i mean go to the fucking gym like do yeah, everybody no, do boo boo but sure. um sure. i mean also just like just like regular depression like getting out as much as you don't want to get out and do things when you're depressed <laughs> staying at home and not doing things also doesn't usually help um yeah but also like take the time you need to be by yourself also like that's maybe also me coming from a which is such a hard line to draw too mm-hmm. like when you're in the middle of like a depressive episode depressive episode and when you know when people are like go get some sun i'm like when they say go touch grass i left my bed once today right and it was to pee right (laughs) you know like that's like easy to say when you're not in it and then when you are in it you're just like i will say like even if you can't like find the i don't know goal i don't know what the word is it's always say courage but i don't know if that's really the right word energy yeah if you can't find the energy to get up from your bed then maybe like read a book or find a funny tv show maybe like a not depressing one yeah you know yeah there are even if you can't if you don't go outside you could look at photos of outside <laughs> that sounds yeah, really, that does know. sound really silly but genuinely like when it's cold outside sometimes i will look at like hiking photos from other seasons mm-hmm. which maybe not the best thing because then i get like all sad and reminiscent about seasons that are no longer mm-hmm. happening but also like it does kind of feel like, oh, that was such a nice day, or like, wow, that was yeah. such a nice hike, you know? Yeah, I think there is something to that, too, where it's like, even if you can't make something happen, like, at that time, that still finding joy and happiness in other things is better than, like, little things spiraling too. into yeah. more depression. Yeah. Obviously, like, there are times to feel sad. Like, watch sad movies and stuff, that's fine, but also staying in that place and only watching sad things or only seeing sad things or only thinking about sad yeah. things putting on your sad playlist you for happy. like every day for the entire week that you're sad don't it's don't not do gonna that. work out don't do that it's a bad idea it's just not gonna you work out you think it's a good idea and it never is Mm-mm. no feel your sadness it's good to feel emotions but also you have to figure out the best way for you to be able to also move past things feel your emotions but also touch grass <laughs> but also touch grass <laughs> yeah so the title of the episode touch grass on that note actually i had um we were finding some movies and shows because we realized that we have been talking about some kind of movie or show for every episode now is connected to media we like connecting our life to media shocking um that there's some um, movies and shows that we thought might be interesting for people to check out um, that are related to mental health, such as Perks of Being a Wallflower, Silver Linings Playbook. I put Catching Fire slash, we like said Mockingjay, like so Catching, I mean, it's not about that, but also there are hints of it. Like I think there are good hints of describing PTSD in some ways, which I think can actually be really valuable for people. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it's not like, I don't know how they who they consulted on that, but like, I think there's some some good important pieces in there. Um, Iron Man three was one of the ones I saw online. I was like, okay, it's yeah, that one was weird at first. I was like, 
the fuck? But then I was like, no, because actually he kind of, he basically has a panic disorder. Like, yeah, exactly, movie. exactly. Um, and also a little bit of PTSD and then also like kind of an anxiety. He kind of has this like ball of like different things going yeah. on, which I feel like is like very relatable. Obviously not in a, oh, I saved the world and it was traumatizing. Right. But, like, but also in a like i don't know where to pinpoint mm-hmm. how everything is going wrong but everything is going wrong kind right of thing right um which um, did feel very which is interesting yeah weirdly um, relatable yeah. right right i was like okay um to the bone which um i don't know if you have different thoughts on that but there that is one that's more about um eating disorders so yeah i have lots of thoughts about that movie it's related to mental health, but I don't know Did how... Did you if, like it? I thought it was interesting. It for sure is related to mental health. It, it is... Sorry, I cut you off. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say... I No, I think... I don't have thoughts about it not being related... It for sure is related to mental health. I think it's, like, one of the most popular, like, in pop culture, mm-hmm. like, movies about eating disorders. One thing that I think it does really well... To clarify, I think that there are a lot of things that the movie does very poorly. Um, but one thing that I do think that they do decently well for the times definitely could have been better is like, they do show you kind of the spectrum of eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Um, it is kind of like eye roll. Of course, the main character has anorexia and is played by an extremely skinny woman, but, um, which is also no shade to skinny women, but like... But it's not just skinny women and that's people a, tend to think that's what it is. But yeah, yeah. that's a different conversation for a different episode. Um, Yeah, they do. They show like different eating disorders and, you know, they show like a teenager that is your very like average, quote unquote, looking like white female teenager that has like bulimia. Um, One thing that I do think they could have done better for sure is like the lack. There's like a, ma- a massive lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. Um in every other regard like they do show a few different eating disorders mm, i don't even really know that it's a few it's kind of just two um yeah, i think there's like three i think they show i think, there's, I think there, anorexia bulimia and binge eating? binge eating okay that's what i was thinking i haven't seen it in a while because honestly i don't <laughs> want to um but yeah so like they show us a, a range of eating disorders and they do show you know like one of the characters is pregnant and so like they do show mm-hmm. a range of like people in different life stages Mm -hmm. but like all of the characters are white um all of them are like is there one not very sexually diverse i think like the nurse is black maybe which is like mm. well yeah (laughs) yeah um but like they're not very racially diverse they're they don't seem to be very like gender or sexual um there's not a lot of gender or sexual diversity at all which i feel like is like not representative not representative at all there are i feel like i'm sure that there is or is not a statistic to back this up but there are so many queer people that struggle with eating disorders and body dysmorphia trans people Mm -hmm. are you kidding me like body dysmorphia and like body dysmorphia (laughs) is a massive thing um in the queer community specifically in the trans community and like that's not representative everybody is presumably straight but also just kind of it's not talked about which i get that like it's a movie there's hard to tackle a lot of things um but 
yeah, so I do feel like it is good for, like, the kind of, quote-unquote, spectrum of eating disorders, but, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, for me, there was, like, I think it was more, like, on the individual basis of the main character that there was some parts that I thought were valuable, like, for me, there was, like, things that either I never realized that I did that could be connected or that, um... There were things that, like, other people do that if I'm with someone that has an eating disorder that, like, wants my help in any way, shape, or form, that, like, like body checking, stuff like that, like, those are things that, like, I didn't notice that I did and mm. also didn't notice or, like, know all the different ways that people do that. Mm. Yeah. So I think there's things like that that, like, like, she does, like, their wrist checking and, like, arm checking, right? Where she's, like, literally wants those parts of her body to be, like, smaller than her fingers, yeah. right? That, um... I it there's things like related to that that I didn't realize that I did but I think there's also things like that is not something I knew that people did specifically um which maybe is also like I don't want to say dangerous but maybe also like it kind of sucks because sometimes when you give people information it means that they can use it yeah in a not positive ways yeah which really sucks because you also don't want that to be like oh you know what i mean like you don't want people to not have information a and you also don't want people like to it to not be representative of like what's happening but i also don't want to give people ideas it's a really hard line because any well i don't know that there is a line there maybe there needs to be one but like anytime that any form of media i feel like is like very raw and honest about some people's experience of a mental illness it can become it's it can become a very slippery slope for young people Mm -hmm. one I feel like like the internet oh my god I could like write an entire dissertation I'm sure somebody has about the influence of media on my mental illnesses individually (laughs) collectively in general like there's there are so many dark parts of the internet and so many people that are so deep into their illness and just like twisted that they will put that shit out there for other people to consume to like basically become sicker um, right which Which we're not going to tell people where those things are but no and it's horrible but it sucks that it exists yeah and it sucks that it exists but then at the same time it's like you know movies like to the bone like can be really helpful maybe for someone that maybe knows somebody that struggles with anorexia but has never experienced it themselves and like would never think like oh when that person is like popping their joints and stuff they're actually like checking their wrists and like checking their arms and like stuff like that like things that you would never think of that are subtle um like yeah it's great but then it's also like okay what about you know a person that is struggling with an eating disorder and had never even had the thought to hyper focus on their arms and now that's another thing added to their list of like things that they hate about their body um that they like hadn't thought about otherwise um it's also like specifically with eating disorders the internet is such a dangerous place for people with eating disorders um just in general not even parts of the internet the internet in general um yeah people with like eating disorders and just like body dysmorphia like i mean i don't know like just um like body conscious what is the word i'm looking for 
people that are like self-conscious of parts of their body like yeah. even if it's not as far as going into an eating disorder like right th- like it's things like, you would you never think of you can't escape seeing people that right. just like look a certain way and like the the standards you know like we can beauty standards is like a whole other thing but like my point being that there are not a lot of safe spaces for people with eating disorders on the internet I feel like and for um people with eating disorders to watch like films about eating disorders I don't think there's a way for it to not be triggering like I've never found I've never seen one where it's like oh yes I can relate to that experience but also I feel safe and not triggered and like no that isn't (laughs) that doesn't exist so but also what I was sorry I lost my point I found it again um (laughs) people are really competitive with eating disorders Uh um and hurt it's like the very stereotypical quote hurt people hurt people and hurt people hurt people um and (laughs) people with eating disorders can be really mean to other people with eating disorders Mm -hmm. and um to see someone being emaciatingly skinny with anorexia um like as somebody who has like had anorexia before like that is such a detrimental stereotype to so many people and it makes them so sick and people don't realize it because that's also the stereotype that people that don't struggle with anorexia but maybe know people that do have in their minds and so they're like oh well if I can't see your rib cage you're probably fine or you know like just things like that where like we need to stop making the super skinny white woman the poster child for anorexia yeah um that's just kind of what it boils down to and like it's unfortunate that a movie that like is informative in a lot of ways is also perpetuating a lot of stereotypes in a lot of ways yeah so yeah i agree i think um so maybe that's one of those ones that like maybe maybe don't watch it if you're a person that has an eating disorder maybe if you're trying to would not recommend understand someone that has an eating disorder and you don't know where to start like maybe that's an interesting place to start um but like don't think of that as like the end all be all of answers no Um, i think it also like i think those could be good stepping off points for people i think it's like a really hard conversation to broach on both sides yeah because um, obviously the person with the eating disorder, especially if they're actively struggling with an eating disorder, probably are not going to bring it up. No, right. Um, and they're not going to tell you things that, like, you're going to be able to catch. Right, exactly. Um, but I also think that there's a level to that of something that a lot of people don't understand that is clearly so, like, deep and disturbing and difficult for another person that they care about. Like, you don't really know how to bridge. Right. It's hard to broach that subject. There's not a manual for it. <laughs> like, again, like most resources are not super helpful. Uh, well, you know, it's just kind of hard to find them, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, I feel like movies and like media can be a good jumping off point of like, hey, I was watching this movie the other day and like they said this thing. Is that like, do you feel like that has been your experience right. or like how does that compare to your experience? Like that can be, I feel like a great way to open up a conversation conversation about it yeah. um, where there is none or where there's maybe like not a very open right one or a very fluid one yeah i definitely think like when it comes to eating disorders or in general like people that are conscious about their bodies which i think is everyone to some extent but like 
people that you know like are more specifically like conscious of parts of their bodies it can be really difficult um for people to understand how to talk to people about it in a way that's especially because it can like be different from one person to another but even one of my friends that um I've asked about it before like um kind of like after she's like mostly recovered not like she's ever gonna be fully recovered but um you know she just like doesn't like in general people making comments about her body which I think is kind of a I don't want to make that a generalization but I think that's like a pretty good like point to be like maybe just don't make comments about people's bodies if you know that they that they feel some type of way about their body even if you think they look better one day or whatever it's generally like not a good idea because then if they were doing something right before that that like maybe isn't super healthy for them and then you're like you look really great today yeah then it's also reinforcing that they did something that's that other people are approving of essentially yeah so um yeah i think also like there are ways to talk about there are ways to compliment someone's appearance without talking about their body, but I think we as a culture don't really know how to do that. Know how to do that, or yeah. don't practice that. We don't know. Yeah, we don't. it's def- It's also not encouraged, you know. Right. Yeah, I think like um, from her perspective, she was like, "I like when people say like you look healthy." That's the only like comment that she accepts in any way, shape, or form that doesn't like she doesn't feel like is more detrimental. But she's like, "I just would prefer that people don't say anything at all." Like, I would just rather people be like, "Oh, like." like you look good today not like you like your body looks good today like in a way that's not referencing your body like or whatever like oh you look pretty today oh you did a picked a good outfit like I don't know some shit like that that if you're gonna compliment it's not about her body and if you're gonna say something it's gonna be you look healthy but also like for her specifically I don't even know if that's really a great term either because with um the eating disorder that she had it was about like her being more health conscious so I don't even know right. if that's really like a good way to put that either but yeah. so i mean maybe just avoid body comments in general yeah, for people just, uh, no, i don't I think know that's it i think just avoid, <laughs> just body, avoid body comments stop talking about people's bodies right um, just like ariana grande said i don't know why we're talking about people's bodies I'd, i don't i don't know why we're talking about people's bodies all the time i don't know why we're obsessed with them but i wish we would stop i wish we would not be um i think it would be a much better world but but here we are that's just my two cents what do i know um inside out (laughs) yes inside out and soul are both like i don't care what anyone says those are such one such good fucking movies and second of all inside out is like a great window into depression for people i think like it's literally showing the inside of someone's head like Mm -hmm. how your memories can be distorted like they're like depression is specifically more connected to your past memories compared to anxiety which is more focused on the future Mm -hmm. um which obviously like can be very connected um which is why anxiety and depression go hand in hand a lot of time but um and it's literally like showing her memories being distorted which is Mm -hmm. wild um so go watch that it's also like ends better so like if you're not trying to be super fucking sad maybe Mm. you know i mean there's sad moments but like okay um and then soul i think some people didn't like that movie as much as i did um i thought it was really fucking good did you have you seen it yeah I okay some people don't like it as much as me but i really liked soul and i think that it's like i've just heard that people think it's white savory and i'm just like what mm, it's literally a raceless character it is a ball of light <laughs> how is it how is it a white savior mentality when it is a ball of light <laughs> yeah they literally what? don't show the person at the end so um, but also, yeah, I 
I think they're both really good movies for... But also, like, she's not... The, like, the person that... Like, the person that's more saved is the ball of light. No, yeah, yeah. In the end, yeah, really. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I think it's, like, I don't really understand the argument. I have I also, to go look into that. I have not heard that before. I think it's a great movie. Um, I knew one person that didn't like the ending because she didn't like that he came back to life at the end, and she then had to explain that to her child and be like, Hello. Which I think that's <laughs> kind of fair. She was like, okay, so this person can come back to life, but, like, my grandfather's dead and is never coming back to life. Like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, that would be hard to explain as a parent, probably. Fair point. Um, yeah. I think they're both good movies. Ah, JJ, JJ, JJ. You cannot yeah, eat that. Yeah. Thank please, you. Please. No metal for you. Um, maybe don't put it. Yeah, don't, thank you. I'm just going to put it in. Um, <laughs> right now, so Maybe don't put it on the cat tree. Um, he's going to try to rip it out of my pocket. I think they're both good movies about mental health, like the phrase in mm-hmm, general sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they both are really good about what it looks like to be mentally well or like to kind of like be on a healing journey even if you didn't necessarily have anything super duper traumatic you're just kind of like i think one thing i like about soul is like i think a lot of people can relate in a very general sense to that idea of just kind of feeling it like you're kind of floating through life yeah um and And can place that on yeah and can place that on specific times in their life Mm -hmm. or specific circumstances whether that's like with your job or just in general or you know with your family like it can be specific like a lot of people can relate to it in a lot of different scenarios which I think is good and I think it also just like teaches a lot about like you know like everyone should strive to be mentally well whether you are like mentally ill or not right Um, right and it's like I really just yeah also I just love inside out because I'm like wow if if it was explained to like our generations as a child that it's okay to talk about your emotions and express them, wow, Facts. we would be living in a completely different world. Yeah, um, I, that's how I kind of feel about Soul is like that she's like trying the ball of light. I can't remember her name right now. Is um you know trying to find like her spark, her purpose in life, and which is such a fucking overrated concept. Twenty two. 22 thank you because that's my number um 22 is just like looking for her spark slash purpose in life and you like as much as i think like for like as i was growing up as a zillennial and um everyone was fucking telling us that we should you know um love what we do and you'll never work a day in your life if you love what you do blah 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 and that you should like work for but some- also work yourself into the ground right and work as hard as possible because if you don't climb and achieve then you have no happiness right then you have no purpose in life or whatever yeah um, and this is like telling you the opposite that you can just like li- like it's not telling you to be a lazy bum it's telling you to like live your life and enjoy life and that the- everything doesn't have to have this like greater purpose which like because it because it-, it fucking doesn't like I can just, I don't need a greater purpose to enjoy a milkshake. I can just be like, the milkshake is fucking good. And I want to have a milkshake. Right. Maybe, like, I shouldn't eat a milkshake every damn day. Like, that's probably not great for me. Um, It's but, okay to be sad. And sometimes it doesn't have to mean more than that. You can just, just be, sad. be sad. And sometimes you can just, like, be happy that you had a milkshake. And that is fine. Like, you, right. it doesn't have to be everything. You can also, like, work a job that, like, you're cool with. It's not your, like most favorite fucking thing that's ever happened in your life 
but like your job doesn't have to be your personal identity right you can just work somewhere and like like doing that and make money to like live a decent life or like do fun shit with your life and just work at a place that like you don't hate or whatever it doesn't have to be all this fucking complicated shit don't get me wrong it's a hard thing to come over but like it's a hard it's a hard life but um nick has never seen (gasps) right what right weird right anyways please continue like the age he really should have seen that like how should he avoid it first i don't know i do not know okay that's fucking wild um i also wrote you on this list of things that i don't think is like okay yeah like we're learning you have you seen the i meant to ask you have you seen the last season of you where you have yes i have okay i was particularly (sighs) spoilers for you if you haven't fucking seen it the last season i think it's the fourth one i don't know look it up don't like don't listen to this fucking part if that's the case okay i'm warning you now when he like finds out that he's blocking all this shit out that he's been like creating a whole nother person that he's talking to in his own head because he promised his fucking self he was going to go around killing people and now what is he doing going around killing people and this whole time he was killing people and talking to himself and thought that like he just he made up an app in his fucking head about messages that disappear like all this shit right yeah it first of all is wild but also i think people don't realize that like that's not like the most likely solution by any means but that's not an impossible thing like yeah. people do block shit out of their memories like people yeah. don't understand that that's a real fucking thing right i thought that i think when people also think that people have um hallucinations and illusions i don't think i like i think people think that that means seeing things that aren't there in the in the very like i think people think about it very literally of like right oh you're seeing a spider crawl on the wall that's not there right no like man's literally made up an entire reality in his head that was not that was not in existence what was happening um and that's like that. And then was like trying to fight himself, but didn't know it was himself until the end. That's right. Fucking wild. And that that like is some people's reality, and it's not. I don't think it's super common. Right. I don't think it's super likely for. You you know, if you're an average lay person, it's probably not that you're gonna wake up one day and remember that you've murdered five people. But right. like, it it is like a, a very interesting window into. I feel like a type of repression that mm-hmm. people don't a a type of repression and also hallucination that people like don't really think about very much or can be hard to understand like i mean yeah it can be hard to like conceptualize for people that don't deal with that which is most people right which i don't know that that makes it like super easy to understand because it's obviously still an extreme example right but like i do think that it can in some ways show how somebody's like either justifying something in their head or like not justifying it because they've put it in this completely other section of their head that they don't even know is there or like i do think like it's it's kind of a little bit of a window into like multiple personality disorder where like mm-hmm. things are completely compartmentalized yeah. like it's completely separate things mm-hmm. um i think schizophrenia for some people is kind of that way in terms of not really when when he kind of hits that break point where he doesn't really know when he realizes that he's remembering things that are real that he 
didn't remember. I think like that, like questioning of reality mm-hmm. can be real for a lot of people. Yeah. With any sort of personality disorder, but also with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, like not knowing what's real and what's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not being able to trust your own mind mm-hmm. and your own recollection of mm-hmm. things. So that's why I put that for you. I'm not saying like all of that is like, you know, whatever. But there's like tidbits of, of different things. Um, for sure. I also, okay, so I put The Joker, which came, the one that came out in 2019. I know you haven't seen that one. It's on my list. Um, um, some people have some really strong fucking feelings about that movie. Um, and I, I. You should talk to Mandy about it. I should talk to her about she, it. Because she has strong feelings about it. But oddly enough, her strong feelings, which I don't want to speak too much for her, but her strong feelings are mostly about watching other people's reaction to the movie. Mm, that's, that makes sense. Um, yeah, but, but, I, but I think the reason I do like it, things that I do like about it, is that I think it does give a backstory and a reason as to why and how someone can become like so detached from humanity like from their own humanity from other people's humanity Mm. um and it's not just like they were born a shitty person i feel like that's a really pathetic excuse that people use sometimes that someone's just born shitty just born that they want to fucking kill people yeah i feel like also like with people talking about um like antisocial personality disorder and like those Mm -hmm. disorders that are those like mental illnesses that are like linked to like serial killers and like crazy people a lot of times they're like Psychopaths, oh it's they're mentally ill. like yeah and i'm like okay n- mm, i don't get to call out of work because i have anxiety you don't get to say that you killed somebody because you are mentally ill or like um, saying that somebody else like and of this course is... those are not the same things but right like but like for my um like the school violence class i took um in undergrad um that was one of the things we talked about was that like the way that people that have committed like mass um like shootings etc mass killings is the phrase i was looking for um the way that the way in which they are villainized not that they are villainized they did shitty things okay villain fine cool however not however and also um there's no however there's no but yes and yes and (laughs) yes and we can't just be saying like okay these people were born shitty there's nothing we can do about it throw up our hands and be like this just happens like that's not realistic nor is it helpful to say that somebody was just born shitty and they were just gonna be born to do these things like there are things that can be done and we should be doing them like there are prevention methods that should be taken to keep weapons out of people's hands but also there are things that we should should be being done to help with people's mental health to prevent people from being people feel the way correct that actually understand why people do this as opposed to just saying they are just born shitty and that's just what it is that's not helpful and i don't think it's reality like that's otherizing people in an unhealthy and unhelpful way that just makes it like oh well they're just shitty so they're just gonna do shitty things like shrug guess we can't do anything which is like what no like there's a difference between saying like hey, that guy that I dated was a douchebag and, like, I shouldn't go back and date him again. Yeah, probably not. There are literally 7 billion other fucking people, 9 billion now or whatever it is, you could probably date somebody else. Like, don't, yeah, go listen to the guy on TikTok that's, like, dump his ass, okay? Because you should dump his ass and you shouldn't go back, okay? Side note. But, like, truth. 
you also like that doesn't mean that that person can never change that doesn't mean that that person can't be better that also doesn't mean that couldn't have been prevented i'm yeah. not saying by some specific person but like if you teach people to be a douchebag they're going to be a douchebag if you yeah. like when you're talking on a psychological level of like reward systems and punishment systems if you punish people for being shitty they're less likely to be shitty like when you think about people even like ted bundy crazy people or whatever that go around killing people he also knew how to control it in certain settings because he knew he was going to get punished for doing shitty things i'm not saying like he didn't still go kill people but he probably killed a lot less people than he wanted to fucking kill so instead of just like throwing up our hands and saying oh well they're going to be shitty and kill people maybe we should be trying to do something to understand those people and prevent that from happening in the future. Yeah. So that's why I say that the Joker is a good movie to look at because you can actually understand how he got to the point that he did. That doesn't mean what he did was cool. Obviously he's mm -hmm. shitty, but like also understand how people get to that point so we can like maybe not do it again. Yeah. It's like not that complicated. I don't know why people hate that movie. They just think that it's like making excuses for shitty people. It's not. It's not making excuses. It doesn't mean that he did something that's good. It just means that we should try not to let that happen in the future. It's not that complicated. Yeah. But that's just my thoughts on that movie. But it's fine. I haven't seen Fight Club, but um, I need to watch it again. But um, it's another like, yeah, it's another like. I thought I thought about writing Inception too, but um, I also added. I don't know if Inception really like works like that, but it, no. I mean it does, but it doesn't. Yeah, I feel like it just doesn't. I, need to watch I get, it again. I get what you're saying when you say it doesn't, it doesn't, but I think that's also kind of the whole point, and I don't think that I don't know. Like, we don't. Know I don't think ends, that generally think mental have health know. is just like. <laughs> I, never mind. I don't. I, that's I need to be watch it before I, I don't make that about it. Make any <laughs> kind of points or any thought, any discussion about that. So yeah. Also, I added a bunch of, um. A bunch to my end of the list today, mm -hmm. so I don't know. I haven't seen most of those, them, and I don't know if you've seen. Any not Split. Them. I have not seen that one. Oh, I um, great I wasn't film. sure if I was gonna want to watch it. It's a great film about. Well, okay. I thought it was. I, a, I thought it was gonna be a misrepresentation, so I didn't watch it. But also, it sounds scary. Um, it is very suspenseful. Um, it's a little scary. Um. I don't want to say I think it's a good representation of people that have multiple personality disorder because he is still pretty evil. He is still pretty evil and he does do shitty things. And I don't want, like, I don't, I don't think that that should be the perception that, like, people that have multiple identities are insane and beyond understanding and do shitty things that they're not aware of um but that being said it's just a really so say what you want about it relating to multiple personality disorder i don't feel like it's a super like i feel like it does do a good job of kind of explaining his different identities mm -hmm. um but also incredible james mcavoy he is oh. incredible in that film um Haley seinfeld is in that film Aww. it's it's just a really good movie um yeah that one i just kind of added on here i definitely that's like not one that i would say is like oh my god must watch mm -hmm. um but i do think it's pretty good 
Goodwill Hunting. I haven't seen, which is probably tragic. Boy, I need I I need you to watch that movie. Um, like italics bold underlined need you to watch that movie. Okay. It hurt me. <laughs> it hurt. It hurted. <laughs> it just. It's. It's about a lot of things, but it's also about therapy and just like if you are anybody that's ever had more than one therapist at one time or like had a therapist that you like have some trauma with or also alternatively mm-hmm. have bonded with. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. It's such a good film. Um Okay. It's just a really good film. I say that you put um, Marriage Story on here. I still need to watch that. Yeah. I do really want to watch it. It's a slog, I heard it was sad, dude. <laughs> it's, it is a It is slow. Can you tell I'm an Aquarius? I'm like, I don't want scary movies. I don't want... Sad. And it is so sad. <laughs> oh but God, it is so... I know, but we're like... It's so funny because we're, we're different spectrum. I like don't want to feel emotions personally um, <laughs> related to my own personal life, but... <laughs> A movie that makes me feel things? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to feel all the things. We do need to look at both of our star charts and see what I, because <laughs> maybe A movie that makes it. my heart race the entire time? Hell yes. A movie that has me sobbing by the end? Absolutely. I love... Gimme. Gimme. <laughs> um, cry, things that make me cry in real life? Absolutely not. Get that shit the fuck away from me. I, I will say, over it. the last couple years, like, I... Not, I didn't get mad at um, Jocelyn, but I was like, what the fuck are you doing to me? Because every time she sends me pictures of her child that are, like, cute, which, you know, is all of them, I'm like, <laughs> LOL. So. <laughs> you put that in there. Oh. You dumb dumb. It's kind of funny. You can't, it's stuck now. <laughs> like, he was putting it in it, and then now he's mad that it's there. Buddy, you do not have fingers. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> JJ, JJ has shoved a no, bobby, bobby pin into the slot of our ottoman. It's like a blanket, a blanket basket ottoman. Um, and now he can't get, get the bobby pin. Out, and obviously, he, he was not. He is not. He's not happy about it. <laughs> but he put it in there. Like he was moving he, it in there. Congratulations, in there. you played yourself. <laughs> you caught yourself. I also haven't seen A Star Is Born. Mm. So I don't think it's in Black Swan either. Which I also heard was kind of scary. That's my part. Um, Black Swan is scary for me. Black Swan was very like triggering. Mm. <laughs> um, Black Swan is a v- it's a very intense film. Mm. I don't think it's scary. It's very intense. See, I don't mind intense. Um, it's a it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, we'll have to be in the. It's part. a really good. It it's a good movie. Okay. Um, if you have ever struggle with any sort of like perfectionism or like unrealistic standards for yourself or like unrealistic standards put on you by an industry of any kind it is painfully relatable and like I think it's scary in the sense that a lot of people maybe not a lot of people for me what was scary was like so it does have an element of like fantasy to it and like distorted reality Uh uh-huh um but I think that's what scary. What is scary about it is that like I could see how that could have easily been a path that I would have went down yeah. at, at points in my life where I then would have been so driven to meet a standard that was not realistic or real yeah. that I no longer knew 
what was real. Right. Um, so that I think that's like the scariest part of it for okay. me. Um, but it's a really good movie and Moonlight's very good. <sighs> okay, I so I at first I was like, <sighs> I don't know if that really is about mental health but i think it very much is and also isn't yeah Um, it is it's just not maybe about like a specific disorder it touches it touches on it yeah um i think it's more about like a mental health crisis too like i do think Mm -hmm. more than a specific disorder it touches a lot on the like the kind of like plight of the black man in america Mm -hmm. um a lot and i feel like that is a it is a massive it's mental, a mental health, health crisis issue. yeah um and yeah i think yeah. It, it does a really good job of that and it also is really good at showing how when you're stuck in a system it's next to impossible to get out of that system in a way that is not death or becoming a part of the system right um and yeah, I th- I think it's yeah. a really good example of that. And I really need to rewatch that one. Phenomenal acting, great story. I, just, I think as soon I as really I... love that film. God, that's kid shit to me. Um, I think as soon as I watched that one, I was like, knew I was gonna have to rewatch it. I don't remember like when, where, what I like how. I also need to rewatch it. I don't remember if it was like I don't I don't remember why I wouldn't have had my full attention on it. Um, yeah. everything everywhere all at once. Still haven't seen that one. Oi, mommy issues, mommy issues, mommy issues. Um, actually, it's not just mommy issues. It's every that movie, haha, pun intended. That movie that talks about everything, man. It talks, <laughs> it talks about that sounds so stupid <laughs> because it's in the title, but it does. It talks about like parental trauma, generational trauma. It talks about unrealistic expectations it 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 just covers a lot Mm -hmm. it makes you feel a lot of things whether you wanted to feel them or not um that's why it's a great film um yeah i don't know i put forrest gump i kind of got like in a i kind of got on a i have not seen silence of lambs and i don't think i'm going to all right well that's that's, i feel like that would do me in I feel like it would stop. Would do you in? Yeah, I don't know what that means exactly what? in my mind, but I just feel like it would be a bad idea. So it would. Yeah, do me what? In. Do, I don't know what, what do me in in this case means. It just I, I I would be it would be a problem. I feel like I would have problems. I listen, listen. Why? Okay, I don't know why this makes sense what, in my what head. What part of it? The eating people part. It's not a. Would, okay, one thing where Silence of the Lambs, I think that people overestimate every single time is that. While it is a great film, while I do think it is a classic, while it supersedes a lot, it's not very graphic. You've probably seen much more disgusting it's not things. Not about the graphic part, because like, wait, I think we talked about this. In it's the just episode, the aspect of cannibalism in general. I think so. I don't. I mean, maybe I probably watch you it. Be fine. Watch bones and all. <laughs> of what? Blah, blah, blah. Bones and all. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but that's. I, yeah. It's a movie with Timothy Chalamet, and it's about two lovers that are cannibals. <sighs> I just don't think. I don't think. It is intensely graphic. I don't graphic. think I can do the cannibalism. I listen. I don't know what it is about vampires that doesn't bother me, because that's really cannibalism. It's not really because they're not eating the people; they're just drinking their blood. I mean, I don't know. Is that different or not? Because no, it, just, it is. It it no no no. Listen, listen. Look at me. Listen to me. <laughs> listen. 
Um, not that vampires are real, but I multiple things like it makes it a little bit different for me, like because it's not just like about it being a human. Some people love whiskey. Some people don't. This is going to make me sound like I'm like very like pro vampires aren't real. But anyways, well, I'm sure sure some people would disagree. (laughs) And they freak me the fuck out. Like but leeches are like cannibals, icky, but like, so I think that's in the same realm for me. Like no, but like there are some like people ticks. that like cannibalism. Like people will eat the the flesh, flesh, like that. That's like the difference is like creating a little hole, basically sipping something out of a straw versus like chomping on <laughs> a steak Let that is completely say, rare. In um this book, the second um whatever court of mist and fury okay i'm not giving i'm not revealing a lot about the book it's just a part of it so spoiler or whatever for fucking people i'm probably not gonna read you're not time. spoiler for the listeners our two listeners okay um there's a part where she's like around a person that is implied to be a cannibal mostly because she's spinning like fabric spinning yarn out of like hair people's hair weird and then like I don't know, it's, it's, like, unclear what a lot of this stuff is, but she has, like, hides of, I don't know, people and creatures and all kinds of shit, and she's just, like, singing these little, like, crazy fucking songs while she does it, yeah, like, see, she's singing, I don't like, think... lullaby type, that shit creeps me the fuck out. Yeah, I don't think the eating people part is what would bother you the most about Silence of the <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, the whole, like, it's, um, it's not just the, the eating people, of it's dead all of the part around skin that. that. Yeah, see, that's just not more. for me. You know, also what's so good about it is like there are most movies you get one crazy bad crazy person. In this one you get two and it's so good. Yeah, I just don't know. It's so good. I I, that's one of my favorite movies to like ever exist. Um, discern from from that what you will about me as a person. I love like psychological movies and like there's some psychological thrillers that I like, but at the same time, like Something about that, just like one day, maybe I'll get you to watch it one day. You should have picked that as your fucking movie, dude. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought about it. No, I genuinely I was stuck between The Conjuring and The Silence of the Lambs, and like those when were I was, your two. Yeah, <gasps> no, they were. And when I was talking to Alec about it, we like neither neither of us could decide. He was like, I don't know, dude. Just do whatever you're feeling. And I was like, I don't know Damn. what I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Silence of the Lambs you to have is one free pass. That probably would have been a better free pass for you to pick because I yeah. think you could have later conv- more easily convinced me to watch the. Conjuring but that's also now time. that you've watched it. I think you're. I think the lead up of you, like you going into it, I think you were equally like not wanting to watch it. Yeah, I guess. To but me, then like, realized the that, Conjuring like, seems like less realistic to me. Mm, but I don't okay. know much about either one. But I think like because I don't believe in ghosts, I feel like. It's a little more easy to, like, convince me to watch, like, demonic and, like, ghost things because I don't believe in them compared to, like, people eating people, which, like, is a total possibility. Yeah, but this is, like, a high-profile people eating people. I just mean, like... It's like criminal minds, but people eating The more realistic stuff... The more realistic it is, I think the... I want to say the more it bothers me. I don't know if it's real. I don't know because I don't watch that many scary movies, so I really don't know. All right. Well, one day I'll get you to watch Silence of the Limbs. It's really good. Um, if that ever if that ever happens, we'll talk about it on this podcast if we still have it. When that happens, we will be talking about it on the podcast. 
No, we'll I think come that's back what from a hiatus. <laughs> Anyways, um, have you seen or heard of Spinning Out? Mm-mm. It's a so it's a TV show. I feel like show. I've heard the name, but I don't. It's a Netflix show. You should watch it. It's only like uh ten episodes. Oh, okay. It's really easy to binge. It is a beautiful representation of bipolar disorder. It is interesting. I'm going to put that it on my list. It is so well done. Um, also, one of my friends that is now a licensed therapist, it is also one of her favorite shows. So, if that, if that professional opinion <laughs> means anything <laughs> to, you, to you, then it has therapist, it has licensed therapist approval, but um, it's a phenomenal. I don't know. I don't want you to play it It's a phenomenal it right show. Now. It does such a good job. to put it on my list of bipolar disorder and also like the the genetic possibility of bipolar disorder mm. i think a lot of people i don't know I, I don't know i keep saying a lot of people i don't know what my perception of a lot of people is right also i feel like we run in like psychology circles or psychologically facts. minded circles so like maybe it's a pretty well-known fact maybe it's nobody maybe knows not, but yeah. like bipolar disorder is a lot more likely to be passed down genetically yeah. than some other mental illnesses and it touches on that um because her mom has bipolar disorder and then one of the protagonists has bipolar disorder and it's so interesting and it's so good and they present and are triggered in different ways and it's so interesting to see that too but then they also at times trigger each other right which is really interesting but also I think is a good point of like specifically with bipolar but also with other mental illnesses people People can trigger other people right. um, si- simply by existing, which is like just kind of the shitty reality yeah. of like having a mental illness and being around other people with mental illnesses that like whether you mean to or not, whether you're being sensitive, like sometimes if you're having a really hard time coping with your mental illness, that can also trigger somebody else. Yeah. And it does a really good job of showing that and also showing how I think a lot of people with bipolar disorder struggle with maintaining personal relationships. Right. It's just such. That, that um, unfortunately back. it does end on a little tiny bit of a cliff ta- cliffhanger not mm. a big one um because it was expected to get renewed for a season yikes for a second season and it didn't um so i will preface it with that but i that being said i don't think it's a big enough cliffhanger that it's but like it's like don't watch it's it. gonna suck yeah. you shouldn't watch the so- show because you're never gonna get yeah resolution. resolution i will say like that kind of brings back to some other points like about sad or just other mental health um things to be aware of is like it you can't you can be triggered by other people and or other people can trigger you and like that's a important thing to probably be aware of during the season when seasonal affective disorder is affecting more people yeah how other people affect you and how you affect other people especially like if you know like somebody you live with your partner and or like i don't know other people in your family etc People you're around also, like, struggle with depression. If you're more susceptible during winter months, etc., you know, be aware of that. That doesn't mean, like, don't fucking talk to those people. Just, like, be aware of how they're talking to you, how you're talking to them, yeah. and, like, you know, maybe set boundaries if you need to. I was going to say, like, be intentional with how you set boundaries, because I think sometimes it's really hard to think about. I, I hate confrontation, and so, like, the idea. I love it. Of telling somebody that's like st- that I know is struggling, like, hey, I'm so sorry, but I like really cannot mentally have this with conversation you. with you right now. Right. Like that 
sounds horrible and that makes me feel like a bad guy and that I'm evil and that I'm a bad person, but like setting those boundaries can be really important for both you and that person and it might feel really icky in the moment, but also like you know, going forward that can, that can also like save a lot of relationships, you know, right. because like if you you know, a lot of times when those boundaries are broached, whether or not they've been communicated, then you say things that you don't mean or you mm-hmm. say things that you really wish you hadn't said and that you can't take back and you said from a place of like not being well right. to someone while they were also in a place of like not being well and so I think like also just saying like hey like I can't talk about this right now or hey let's like set aside time elsewhere to talk about it mm-hmm. or like you know at a different moment um but then also like really actually important. do that if you're gonna say you're gonna do that oh yeah yeah for sure um, don't like definitely don't be like sorry I can't talk to you right now at all ever and <laughs> right like if you need yeah, to you not know. talk about certain things to certain people or whatever then like yeah maybe set that boundary um but maybe don't like promise like oh we'll talk about this another time and then don't because that can also be like maybe not just as hurtful but can also be pretty hurtful that like you're saying hey I want to be there for you I can't talk about this right now and then really you're like not being there for that person like find where your boundaries are um but find a good way to communicate that i am not anti-confrontation i'm a big confrontation gal i'm not anti-confrontation um, i just don't like it i i mean i don't do it i love i just love confrontation and it sounds so wild but um yes. i just like a big communicator kind of gal there are definitely times when like it's hard for me to communicate about certain things but like um in general I am just very direct so if I have an issue with something or like feel like something's happening unless I know that that person is going to react super poorly to it and that matters to me a lot then I'm probably gonna say some shit like not in a mean way like but even with my husband if he's like upset about something and I can tell he's upset I'm like hey are you upset and he's like no and I'm like but you seem upset so maybe we should talk about it and he's like um I don't know if it's worth talking about and I'm like okay so we're either gonna talk about it or like we can set aside time later if you need to calm down but we're not gonna sulk around and be passive aggressive because that's stupid (laughs) I'm like if you're gonna be passive aggressive about shit I'm just you're you're, it's not gonna work because I'm gonna come up to you and I'm gonna fucking ask you about it it's also fine to say that like you're upset but you don't want to talk about it it's different when you're like no I'm not upset yeah but then you are like Roll yeah eyes. <laughs> if you if you want to be upset about something and say like okay like i have said this so i know to just. you at some point that i'm like yeah like if i'm i'm a notoriously shitty texter if i'm like not texting you back it's not because i'm being passive aggressive because i literally i i have like out of the however many bones we have in our body thousand or some bones i probably have one passive aggressive one maybe like 205 bones in our body did you I don't watch f- that episode of hannah montana <laughs> <laughs> excuse not like, you dumb just have you like, not heard the bone song there's only 205 really yes okay out of the we 205 bones in our body i probably have i mean that means that's a really different ratio i have less than one i have a fifth of one i don't know maybe one out of the 205 i guess the smallest one can be the passive aggressive bone. I just like don't have the patience for that. 
Okay, so my smallest ear bone, apparently, um, is where my passive-aggressive bone is. That would make mo the most sense, because I do sometimes be hearing shit and being like, but it's just like, it's either worth talking about or it's not. And if it's not, I'm not going to be upset about it, because it's just not worth it. Yeah. Or I might, like, find a way to address it without confronting the person. Like, that's a possibility. Not, like, in a manipulative way, but just in a, like, okay, if I if Michaela wants to record this episode and I want to record that episode, okay, I'm just going to, like, think of a compromise that makes sense and then propose that and see if that works out. Right. Instead of being, like, I'm not going to, like, be, like, okay, well, you want to do this and I want to do that. Like, let's fucking fight. Like, it's just, so maybe confrontation isn't always the best word, but, like, I think it is because I feel like just, like, people have a negative connotation with that and I just maybe generally don't, I guess. But I also, yeah. like, don't, I'm not a super, I want to say I'm not a super emotional person, but I think I was also just maybe taught, like, not to be sad. Be oh, like super expressive. Yikes. Well, no, that's not. Yeah, that's not even I know, either. I know what you mean. I I'm not emotional don't. in the way that people think of emotions. I, I guess is the problem. Yeah. Like when people are like, "Oh, you're like not sad or whatever," right. you know. But like, I can be angry about things, and then people, I'm, I'm just. I was no. trained to be a man. It's fine. I was trained in the patriarchy. Which is also another fucked up thing, especially with I feel like seasonal affective disorder is like to clarify for anybody that needs it clarified or just like needs the assurance to hear it like you don't have to be outwardly like crying all the time and right. frowning to be depressed facts um which is such an unhealthy stereotype that we as a society have that like everybody's problems are like on their nobody's problems are on their arm right. that's the point like you have no idea what other people are going through at any point in time so like right. stop assuming that just because somebody's not sad and talking doom and gloom that they're not depressed depression doesn't mean that like you're sulking all the time and that you don't have fun and that you don't laugh when you're depressed like that's not mm -hmm. always the reality for some people for sure that is the reality yeah. sometimes when you're depressed but like right that's not that's not the standard for most people i will say like maybe this is another good point for people like to for recognizing um depression in general maybe depression um and maybe seasonal affective disorder specifically in this time um in this discussion is like noticing you're doing you're, like not doing things that you used to enjoy blah, blah 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 which like is real but like that can maybe be hard to recognize um i like didn't realize until later that when i've had like more depressive episodes i like don't sing in the car and stuff like things that i just like do all the fucking time yeah that like it can be little things it doesn't have to be like oh i don't go hang out with friends like right. i'm a very social person and yeah there's definitely times i hang out with friends less and sometimes i do more and that doesn't always coordinate with my depression it's also like I now like work more or like I'm home more because I went with my husband and he doesn't like yeah. going out and doing stuff. That doesn't mean I'm more depressed at those times necessarily. Right. But like if you kept like there are periods of time I didn't even realize until afterwards that like I was like not singing in my car ever. I wasn't like playing music and like whatever. And then there's times in my life when I'm like less depresso and you're you, you catching the bitch singing everywhere. <laughs> so yeah. like there can be little things like that that maybe if you don't notice maybe other people in your life notice or whatever for sure um yeah. and maybe it's like when you come back out of those episodes that you can kind of like see that too mm -hmm. so maybe look out for the little things yeah i think i think that's a 
I think it's a good distinguisher too. Like, I was looking back at the symptoms list, and it says loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed. And I think like the pleasure part is really important. Yeah. Because I think also like sometimes it's really easy, even when you're the person that's like going through a depressive episode and maybe don't recognize it, to like convince yourself that oh like I'm not depressed it's just like this is these are the things I do every day and it's like well sure but like yeah music for me is also a big tell but like I also noticed that I don't really maybe this sounds weird but when I am depressed it's not that I won't play music I don't really listen to it the same way though yeah um I don't really hear it I'm not really paying attention to it um I don't really listen to new music at all ever when I'm Mm -hmm depressed partially i think because of that reason of like i'm not really listening to it right um because like the way i listen to music is like i'm usually listening to the melody and then like the second time the second time time i like will hear a new song i'm will like then listen for the harmonies and like the background instruments Mm -hmm. and like what is the percussion doing and i don't i don't do any of that um when i'm depressed so like i might have music on but i'm not listening to it and i'm definitely not singing to music that i already know um which are things that I enjoy doing, right, right. Um, which I think is like a diff, which I, we both just use music as an example, but right. just like in general, like things that you, you know, if you walk your dog every day and you're just like, oh, I'm just walking my dog. But like, if that's a time, if you enjoy, you know, that time with your dog and that time being outside, like that's a major difference. And like, mm-hmm. you're just walking your dog because like your dog has to be walked rather than because you, like you enjoy your walking your dog. Right. Um, or like you know two different like talking about like masking like internal kind of yeah I feel like those are like Mm -hmm. good internal checks but also yeah like if you live with a partner like those are good little things to pick up on of like you know oh you're like not watching as much of this show anymore or like oh we haven't done this in a while or even like someone's behavior when you do that you know you go to the farmer's market every Saturday and they're just kind of they're ready to leave yeah (laughs) They're just kind of and not like they're having a bad day. Like they're literally like every like you're going and they're just like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah. Um, have you seen a beautiful boy? Nope. I haven't seen any of the other ones that you have on this list. I don't think. Oh, okay. Well, Whiplash is on Netflix. You should really watch that one soon. That one's easy to watch. You should watch that with Robert. I think you would both like it. Actually, yeah. Okay. Um, it has Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons in it. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who J.K. Simmons is, look up a picture of his face and I guarantee you, you will. Because um, I feel like everybody knows him from something, even if they don't know his name. I'm a really bad names gal. Um, oh, yeah. But I wrote a paper. Spoot Olin. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I not Spoot Olin, but yes. wrote a paper in my abnormal psychology class in undergrad about that film. Um it's very good it is speaking of spoodle and apparently that across the spider verse is now on netflix talks about a lot yeah it is um the new one and the and the first one the first one and the second one yeah go watch that yeah it has nothing to do with this but it's really good you haven't seen shutter island i have seen shutter island i think i I thought i said that already i was like we're gonna podcast about we're gonna live react about that anyway because shutter island i would like to see again that's one of the things like i think it's so trippy it is such a good movie about grief though it is one of those where like i kind of similarly to inception it it's hard to talk about 
how it talks about grief because it is a little mind fucky. Yeah. And some of that is purely that it just is mind fucky, not that grief is mind fucky. It is. Mm-hmm. It is for sure. Grief is trippy. But um but yeah, definitely like an in inception like it is a mind fuck right and there's grief and right. there's yeah um also like i think like the one thing i don't like about media sometimes is that like i feel like it gives the perception that you have to go through something really fucking traumatizing to have mental illness which is not necessarily yeah. true or to experience like really intense emotions like grief where like you can grieve people that aren't dead it that is yeah. very different than grieving someone that that is no longer here that you can't talk to but it doesn't do, mean it's better or worse like it, it doesn't be, it's yeah. not better or worse it's very it's just different mm-hmm. but though th- both are still grief right is my point like you can still grieve someone that is very much here mm-hmm. that you don't talk to anymore or you had a falling out with or whatever um right yeah so i think shutter island is a good um yeah, Dead Poet Society is also good. I feel like I've heard. Is that a show? No, it's a movie. Robin Williams is in it. Hmm. I've heard of that one too. It's very quotable. It's very it's quoted. Very quotable. Um, yeah. Lots of things. I don't know what else we need to talk about with mental health with um, Sad Boy Hours. Um, I mean, there's lots yeah. to talk about, but we gave some... some it, I don't want to say advice. I keep thinking that the turkey emoji on this out... This is unrelated. I keep (laughs) thinking the turkey emoji on this outline is a spot on my computer. (laughs) Literally every single time I scroll down, I'm like... "Mm." Well, what she's saying is um, topics of our upcoming (laughs) episodes. One of them is um, generation gaps, which we decided to do pre-turkey day. I put the turkey emoji in there. Um, and then we're also going to do the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes movie after we watch it. And then also talk about adult fandoms, which includes Disney adults. Did you know that Olivia Rodrigo apparently wrote and is singing a song for this movie? That's very intriguing. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to see. I like, I I think the song is out too. I haven't heard it though. Maybe it's not out, but the main character, the, the main actor for, um, Lucy Gray um, did do a version of um, the Hanging Tree song, yeah, mm-hmm. um, which I think is very fitting for. But the it's character. also yeah, it's in the trailer too. Yeah, the the her version of the yes. song. Yes, I I don't like it as much, but I think it's <laughs> better for this movie. I yeah, think it's no, more appropriate I, for this movie. I think they got the vibe right. Yes, I um, agree of the way that she describes I think I'll like their it musical style but also later. yeah also her as a character mm-hmm. but again yeah we'll talk about it more later um well I think I'll like it more later like that we'll, we'll oh. once we watch the movie and stuff too but yeah like when I listened to it I was just like I liked Katniss's version yeah. but also I think like I think sometimes that just... happens when you hear covers of a, which I guess it is a cover of a song but like, like is this the original the other one's a cover this is the original in in the in the story in in the in <sighs> it's canon <laughs> it's canon um, um yeah well so the schedule of it doesn't really yeah <laughs> potato, potato those are gonna be some of the next episodes potato tomato 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 potato potato happy turkey day <laughs> happy post hello. um ho- happy christmas shopping season <laughs> happy hanukkah shopping season happy kwanzaa shopping season Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about family shit, though. 
Yeah. We want to do our generation gaps it. and family shit, basically. Oh, also, this is funny. Um, Do you want to hear, speaking of family shit, my mom just sent me a funny text. Um, <laughs> Are you wanting this to be on the podcast? Yes, actually. Okay. I'm not going to include names, but um, <laughs> it's just a funny story. She said, um, basically, they're, they're at a family dinner, her uh-huh. and my dad. And <laughs> she, um, and it's like my dad's family and then some of his extended family that we don't like. So I guess for context, a lot of my family lives together. So they see each other a lot. Okay. Um, I do not live near them. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll cut that part out. Mm-hmm. We won't. Um, <laughs> so <over>. fam- <laughs> yeah. Okay. So family that we don't usually see were present at this family gathering mm-hmm. meal with my dad's side of the family mm-hmm. um that my parents went to today tonight um family dinner and my mom said i wore a sweater that's fringed and scalloped so like i think mm-hmm. fringed at the bottom and then like the sleeves are scalloped mm-hmm. was my envisioning i don't know yeah anyways she said that my aunt said we're gonna take up money for a new sweater for Stop. her and then <laughs> my grandma said she wanted to sew it come on my mom told them it was style <laughs> she said y'all couldn't see smile <laughs> i'm dead she's I, not wrong but i literally i'm gonna respond to her like now you know how i feel style, when i wear bitch. ripped jeans and people are like Oh, you paid for those holes. <laughs> so, so those, you know, remember those denim shorts that I got at um, ThriftCon that had the hole in the back? You mean the hole in the ass? Yes, um, which I wear regularly. I love those shorts. Regularly. They are a good quality pair of shorts. I just also they like have when a hole you style your underwear according to, to accordingly. the shorts. Yes, I've You've worn only done it like twice. A couple but times. I that's definitely enough. like purposely wear... Um, like colorful it was pride (laughs) it was the the pride game and then sometimes it's literally just my you just see my ass like that's also uh, common cute little cheeky moment yeah um it's like whatever anyway um i put them on i wasn't gonna bring them to orlando when i went this past weekend but i did because we were thinking about going to the beach on sunday morning or whatever i put them on um before i was leaving and Izzy, Lisa's daughter, stepdaughter, whatever, um, walked up to me. She was so sweet. She was like, "Hey, T T E E." Oh, she tried to me. <laughs> she was like, "Hey, you might want to change your shorts because there's a hole in the." Back. Oh, that's cute. And I was like, mm. I was like, at first I was like, "Oh no!" What and a good little pal, being I all know. discreet about it too, yes. not being like, "You've had hey, a hole in your butt." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like. Thank you so much. I was like, yeah, I I was gonna wear these to the beach, but I was like, I I did bring them. I know there's a hole, but it keeps getting bigger. I was like, thank you so much. That's so nice. <laughs> and then after she was like, okay, sure, whatever. I looked to her dad, and I was like, people are gonna really appreciate her discretion in a couple years. Oh like, yeah, she's getting to that age where like the girls she's gonna, are gonna have like a little that. a little best friend or something in middle school, and mm-hmm. she's gonna be like, hey, I change your pants, you change your tampon. Yeah, right. literally. I was like, people hey, are gonna really appreciate that. If you need to. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, mm, I love them so much. Cutie. So, um, yeah, 
Be nice like Izzy, okay? That's the lesson from this. <laughs> be kind to people. Be nice. Be kind. When you need to tell them something like that, you pull them aside. You don't announce that shit in front of everyone. Also, generally, just be kind to people. Yeah. Love one At another, all. like Julie Chen, Ven- Julie Chen says. Literally. What is it, Julie Chen Moonves? Yeah, that's right. From Big Brother. That's the host. Oh. Oh. And then at the end, she always says, be kind to one another. Mm. But um, our episodes are getting too long. Sorry about it. Um, we'll work on that. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>